Matt will get some letters today. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the RESCreening.com podcast. I am your host, RESCreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. I love just throwing out stuff while you're trying to get ready. Yeah, you're just uh, babbling about Boy Scouts Scouts and and Girl Scouts. Not watching movies and who knows what. Anyway, uh, this week we are going to try and get through a couple of movies, but I don't even know what we're doing. But it's not even uh, probably going to count in a way because we're going to try to get through so many movies right. that uh, we. I really want to hit uh, best of the year next week. Oh, I'm glad you didn't say today. I'm like, I don't have any. And then, and then so then it'll be following our semi-normal schedule. Right. The week mm-hmm. after that will be the worst of the year. The week after that will be uh, our own personal award show. Uh, Wow. Which hopefully listeners know is the uh, the can't win awards. Right. I, I don't know. Kind of, I, I don't know that we have our our official name. Whatever yeah. it is, uh, the time. the uh, awards we give out to the people who are not going to get noticed. So the best director among directors who will never get nominated. Uh, not that the for this movie. Not right. that the director will never right. get nominated, right. but whatever the movie is or best actor or best movie itself, the best movie that just could not possibly get nominated for best movie because that's just the way the world works, even though it's a really good movie. Right. So I I swear the Oscars hear our podcast and that's why they, they're like, Oh, we had five. We're going to go to 10. Right. You know, we're going to make it so those guys can't pick a film that can't get nominated because we got to fill 10 slots. So, uh, yeah. And actually we are at some point in the show, uh, (laughs) It may be earlier rather than later. Uh, we got actually a few different questions. Oh, cool. Which are more or less the same. Uh, okay. So I, I'm not attributing them to any one person uh, because uh, several people asked basically the same question, which is uh, kind of thoughts on the Oscars at this point. Right. Like, uh, are things really going to go the way that like the Critics' Choice and the Golden Globes and everything else is that? Is it just going to be? Like we don't even need to watch it, right? Like, is there, right? Is everything going to be La La Land and uh, are is Casey Affleck just a lock? Is it? This does seem to be a year, uh, and it's a little bit strange, especially if you look back, maybe like the last five years. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was interesting when people were asking these questions is that uh, it's not that interesting if you go back like thirty years, right? But if you go back like five years or 10 years, yeah, excuse me, um, it is actually pretty interesting because uh, most things, most Oscars would have maybe a couple of things where you're like, oh, that's just absolutely guaranteed. Right. But most things were like, eh, it's going to be one of these two or something like that. Right. And so since all the same people and movies are winning all the same things this year, yeah, you know, you get years where things win eight awards, uh, go to the Golden Globes and things win seven things or the Critics' Choice or the Oscars and they win, you know, right. five to ten awards, whatever. They win like a lot of stuff. Yeah. But even in those years it's not quite such a weird lock as it seems to be right now. It just seems right now that you know everything that's going to win. So uh, I guess we'll maybe talk about that a little bit. 
Um, yeah. But now you're you are actually getting to hear some things on the internet, which, quite frankly, I feel like the studios are just paying people to say. Sure. <laughs> like like um, us. Like that. There's a weird uh, lion resurgence of interest. I've seen that. Uh, people yeah. have been talking about that on the internet, and uh, a- and the story goes uh, that you know people are just talking about it more and are more interested in it and so does it actually have a chance to suddenly sneak in and grab a couple of things and uh the answer is no you don't think it has any chance (laughs) to even get nominated not not for best foreign film but like to get nominated sure but not win yeah Uh, but this is your can't win winner right here lion could get nominated for stuff um I know what you mean. I didn't, I didn't love it that much anyway. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a good, solid right. movie. But if you kind of take away like the emotional uh, – and we haven't covered the movie, which, we, which, which we might looks like we're going to do. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's it still it – didn't, it didn't just like wow me, mm-hmm. you know. And there have been a lot of movies this year actually – that everybody loves, everybody's talking about. For one reason or another, they maybe have some kind of politically correct reason that people want to love them or say good things about them. Yeah. And I liked them, and they were solid movies, right. and you should probably go see them. But at the end of them, I wasn't going, man, man, wow, yeah. right? I mean, it wasn't just uh, awesomeness. But anyway, so uh, people have been asking us, look, is it yeah. is it all over? Do we need to watch the award show other than uh, whatever the host wackiness is going to be? Are we really, uh, yeah. you know, is best song locked up by La La Land since uh, that song wins every Everything song thing? Yeah. Are the, uh, e- even to like the screenplays, the same screenplays are bringing home the wins mostly, everywhere else. Right? Yeah. And you get to things like, um, you know, is uh, since the Golden Globes split and have basically La La Land and Moonlight won yeah. Best Picture, right? Uh, it, is that it for the right for the is it for everybody is, else? Is it is just it figure out which one of those it is? Yeah, and uh, you know, man, it seems like it. You know, it's interesting too because there's there's so much there's so much on the heels of the Oscar so white stuff that happened last year, right? And the you're not hearing as many grumblings about it this year, partially because Fences is out there and doing strong. Lion seems to ebb and flow. And Lion's weird because when it gets closer to award season, I feel like that's when you hear more about it. It's not something people talk about when there's no award stuff happening. Right. Um, but then Hidden Figures, uh, Moonlight, like there's a lot of culturally diverse things that could step up. Is this the year where potentially the voters recognize that they took a little bit of crap last year and they vote again, you know, socially instead of right. artistically. I like the golden globes as a precursor for what we're going to see. I right. think La La Land is going to be the juggernaut to stop partially because like what you've said before, the voting members are Hollywood people. They're working right. gaffers and best boys and directors and they love stories about themselves. Right. La La Land is a story about the allure and the magic of, you know, where they make their movies. And that's going to be kind of hard to overcome, but I don't know that, I don't know that Moonlight is the one that's the dark horse there. I would think Hidden Figures would be more of a, not, not Fences so much either. I mean, but that's my personal preference. I liked liked that one less than the others, but still. That, that is also one of the big questions is uh, how come 
fences is not doing more, right. even though um, it is getting its own it's really share strong of awards. It, right. it, it, it is actually winning things. Yeah. Uh, best actress and and uh, I, I mean other things too. Yeah. But why is that? Why are all these movies that if you sat last January right. <laughs> and looked at the paperwork of all the movies, right? right? Upcoming, yeah. Why are all these movies not doing yeah as well as you would have thought they were doing with yeah. Denzel Washington and Tom Hanks and right. you know for a while at the end of the summer. There was a big marketing push for Sully. Yeah. And I e- that. E- even like into October, it was like, hey, man, award season, Tom right. Hanks, Sully, right. biopic movie. Yeah. Now the actual awards show up. It's like it's like it wasn't there at all. Right. It got nominated for stuff, but no one yeah. was even really yeah. uh, talking like it had a serious chance. And, you know, bravo to the awards because it's not that good. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I didn't think it, it's good enough for you know when it's going to blow people away. It, you good, see the handful good, of films a year to watch, but and when it's a you fun see, movie, yeah. when you see a litany of other things that it could run against, you're like, that doesn't have it. Not this right. time, right. you know. Sometimes you just get hit by a pitch instead of hitting the home run, and that one right. that got on base still. And you know, quite frankly, even though he's Tom Hanks and right. he's won plenty of awards and he's certainly been nominated, you know virtually every time he's made every a movie he right right it's great sometimes right he, he sometimes he's just doing something and you know i i love this year with tom hanks being in sully and casey affleck being in manchester by the sea and casey affleck actually winning right because i just feel like there's been so many yeah. years that that's not how it happens Right. right. It's right. the guy who you don't know that well. Yeah. Doing something way Amazing. harder to do yeah. versus the guy who gets nominated every year doing something that, you know, maybe right. it's just not that hard to do. Not right. everything is that hard to, you know, really, yeah. even if you do something well as an actor, right. Yeah. doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> that you're giving a performance that everyone needs to stand up and pay attention to right and you and always, I, I love that you always hear that it's a, it's an honor to just be nominated right because i have a four minute short film of tom hanks buying tomatoes right and that's gonna win right because that's the movie he did this year. you know yeah it, it's kind of frustrating to see that happen but I, I, you know I, I think there's a lot of the, the official nominations have not even for the Oscars. Yeah, have no, not no, even no. come out yet. So right. a little bit of his guesswork and a little bit of it is just educated guesswork based on Glo- Golden Globes and Critics' Choice and things. But man, La, La La Land is still the one to derail, uh, right, I feel. I mean, even there's no surprise film that's going to open right. in everybody's memory that, oh, like we saw that on Christmas Day. You're right. We really respect Live by Night a little bit, but, you know, that's right. not happening. <laughs> right. So, uh, which, uh, you know, we just did that last week yeah it's weird i wondered if we have have we done fences yet i don't think we've no, covered no yeah. no I mean, I've, we've I, seen them and we've no, talked I've got about a, them, i've but... got a whole list here of the things that we theoretically will hopefully get to the big right, things well, we gotta, we the big go. things that we're going to hopefully get to today okay are uh hidden figures uh which is out and kind of uh kicking butt really it, it's it really actually is. getting people to go yeah which is Big it, word of mouth on that it, one. In its own way, a huge surprise. Uh, because yeah. no matter how good mm-hmm. it might be, it's just kind of surprising that it's doing really well, yeah. right? I mean, this is, 
you know, you go back to uh, something like the imitation game, right? Which was awesome, right? But yep. the, it doesn't matter how many people say that's good. It right. it, it actually yeah. it, it did okay Strangely. in the box office. It didn't like crash or anything. It it did well, right? Yeah. But uh, nothing like this really. Yeah. Uh, Hidden Figures just has people talking and people and you know since you brought up, I I think it's interesting. I have to uh, throw this out since you brought up the whole what did I do? Uh, complaint last year about the oh, racial Oscar diversity the stuff yeah right yeah uh, you know what i think is kind of interesting about it uh the whole controversy right mm-hmm. is uh, last year you know you you've got to deal with whatever movies come out right and you can't just uh nominate or even have awards go to movies where uh should there be more racially diverse movies every year? I mean, sure. Fine. That's a story you could have. Right. But are we supposed to nominate a certain number of racially diverse movies, whether any come out or not? Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's insulting. But what I find interesting about it, right. Is now we get to this year and you go, man, there are a lot of movies getting a lot of attention. Yeah. uh, Taking up a lot of the theaters throughout the year that are actually racially diverse that are uh have you know that are really good movies it's not like we're right we're giving the racially diverse people the bad movies or something like that right and all these movies were like in production at the time it's not right (laughs) it's not like suddenly they went quick right run open up make the the black vault and the green vault (laughs) right get the hispanic vault open yeah Right. Anyway, um, but so the the big yeah. things we got to do are uh, Patriots Day opens uh, this, this weekend. Yep. Just just opened this weekend. Hidden Figures was already out, um, and then we've got to try and talk about Moonlight Passengers because we wow. we got messed yeah. up on Passengers and <laughs> lost funny. that show. <laughs> uh, Lion Fences, yeah. Loving and Holy Love and crap. Friendship. Holy crap. All right. right, so that's not actually going to happen. You know, I'm, we did think it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna break my arm, patting ourselves on the back. Last, G, last week we did great. We, we ran through. I mean, maybe we only did four. <laughs> maybe great is too big of a title. Yeah, to give we, us. D- we didn't do but, that many. But I thought we did great when normally an hour and a half takes us one. And uh, so I'm also going to throw out that next week, uh, hopefully, and uh, some of this may spin into the week after that too. But next week. Uh, the founder comes out, so we will get to we will hopefully do that and mm. split the uh, oh, yeah. Shia Malin movie yeah. comes out. So at least those two, but also the Triple X movie comes out next week. So I, I, maybe yeah. we will see that. I, I think don't know. that's gonna do well. I'm sure it will do well. You know, we usually we usually cover whatever. <laughs> I, lo- I love how week. you were you were. If only we were on video, you were clearly yeah, I, you were clearly about to say <laughs> something about its general goodness right and I switch that, yeah. and switched your i know you could see you, you mouthing yeah, the word like, and then you switch yeah. to do well uh sell yeah. a lot of tickets yeah. yeah yeah i think it's gonna sell a lot of tickets but then by that time hopefully we can get to things like 20th century woman l jackie and uh maybe even like queen of cotway which yeah is a really cool movie, but L we should hopefully get to within, you know, the next couple of weeks because it's actually winning thing. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, best foreign language and, uh, Isabel Hooper got uh, best actress. Yeah. 
And uh, as I mentioned last week, even to have someone in a foreign film, you know, get the best actress spot, mm-hmm. it, just the regular best actress spot, right? right? Not the as though there were best actress in a foreign movie, which maybe they should have because yeah. it would be cool. But uh, so if there's any shot of seeing that, uh, hopefully people are going to want to see that. It, yeah. it's, it's obviously, you know, foreign films are not the sort of things that break out and uh, yeah get into theaters. But anyway, so uh, I think we'll start with Hidden Figures since we we're already talking about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're right. People are, are going kind of crazy for it. It, and I think it, it's all word of mouth. Like I think legitimately, because it, it doesn't seem to have a lot a big, of word of mouth. Not a, yeah. not an official push promotionally. Like I, I don't. I've been watching a lot of TV lately because of awards and sports and things, and I don't, I don't see any spots for it. You right. know, I don't see. I mean, maybe you have because you, you watch a lot of TV not too. I'm not seeing huge, anything. But it's not word getting of a mouth. huge marketing push. Yeah. It's out there though. It yeah. is getting some. And actually, now that I said we were going to start talking about this, I know it. Uh, I just want to quickly jump out with a couple of other things that are not in theaters that just happened um, on Friday. Hmm. Amazon released uh, Sneaky Pete. Yeah, right. Which is basically a 10-hour movie. Right. uh, Like a 10-hour con man movie. It's 10 episodes, and it's like a series. Yeah. But it's it's really not. Um, There there is kind of an episodic structure to it so that it, it it's not that we just stop after an hour right. <laughs> and it's very random or whatever. They put it together a little, <laughs> but basically it's just a 10 hour movie, right. which uh, I think is interesting because, you know, people were <laughs> kind of making fun of Kevin Costner because he wants to make a 10 hour movie. Right. And I went, but wait a minute, they, they have that all over the place yeah, right. now, right? Yeah. They just call it a season yeah. of a show. Um, on TV, it is really, really good. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a con man movie, and it's really good. And Giovanni Ribisi is the star of it, and he's awesome. Yeah, uh, and he uh, he gets out of prison, and he's spent the last three years in prison listening to the stories of his cellmate, and he's still on the run from people. He basically went in when he was. Uh, you don't get this until you get like some flashbacks a little bit later, but it's not really a spoiler, but he, um, he got arrested for trying to rob a bank and got three years. But basically what happened was he was running away from bad people that he had conned and they, who were going to kill him. And so he just ran into this bank. Oh, right. And I'm robbing the bank because right. it was the only way to live. Right. <laughs> get out of it. Right. So, uh, so now he's getting out. They're still after him. So he goes to, uh, his cellmate had told him about growing up and going to his grandparents' house who he hasn't seen for 20 years <laughs> since he was 11 or whatever. Yeah. And so he just, so he's got to hide. Gotta so go he there. just goes and pretends to be Pete, his cellmate. Right. And you know, hilarity ensues. Right. And, but it's really good. But, and then also um, Netflix uh, released the um, uh, series of unfortunate events. Yeah, and it's awesome you, too. Oh, I was just gonna say I meant to ask you that before we even got on the show. I wondered if you seen that. It yet. is it is oh, that's really cool. really good. That's cool. So uh, make sure to check those out. Um, anyway, so hidden figures, uh, and like I said, we're gonna try to get through stuff really fast. So see, so we'll try to get stu- through stuff really fast. This has been uh, as we said doing really well, and critics 
pretty much like it. And this is one where if you look at critics overall, you're going to get the split from a lot of people giving it like nine or 10 Mm -hmm. and a lot of people giving it like five or six, but nobody's given it. Right. Really, I haven't seen anyone, even amongst the people who generally give stuff really bad reviews, yeah, just, real, to, just to be right. The ankle grabbers, like yeah. really going at three or something. Um, so overall, it's hitting places like Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and yeah, stuff at like a seven or a seven and a half because yeah. It's, it's yeah, about seven, getting right seven almost seven and a half. I want to see what the lowest is just out of curiosity. And that's really where I am. I'm at, seven and a half. I'm at like seven and a half and only because, and I, I think this is <laughs> at, at now for okay. a commercial to look at, to look at Metacritic and suddenly have commercials. Uh, anyway, I, you know, most of my feeling about this movie, it is really good and it's really fun. And it's, uh, it's just about an interesting story and they give it to you well. And I think you have to kind of think of, uh, the imitation game, because it's mathy. It, it right? is a little mathy, you know. And for me, uh, everything I didn't like about this movie was kind of the direction, and then like sort of the staginess of how we were getting it all. It just, it just felt a little bit like. Uh, it was a movie made by people who were overly impressed with the story already and almost felt like they didn't have to tell it. They just, it just kind of happened out there in front of you. Hmm. And there's just something about the movie was not grabbing me, even while the story was, it was very weird. So there were a lot of, there was a lot of the time watching this movie. I wanted to be like eight, nine, maybe something like that. And then there wasn't really a lot of it that I wanted to be, two there were no parts that i hated it's just overall i'm watching the movie and oddly i think we've said this a lot in the last like month and a half um there was a lot of watching this movie where i just felt this should be a lot better yeah i should be liking this a lot more yeah and and there was something about the direction i think the way it was all the theory behind bringing it all out yeah that I just didn't think doing it and did it for me. And I compare it to the imitation game where I was watching the movie the whole time going, this should be so boring. And I am so in this movie. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just almost opposite. Right. Yeah. I, I was, I was watching the movie going, this is actually so interesting. And somehow it's not, mm-hmm. you know, sucking me in. I don't yeah. know. So uh, it, it's, Seven and a half. It's but still really, very highly. It's seven really and a half. good. Yeah. I could not imagine not recommending it to somebody. Yeah. And going, no, you'll hate this. <laughs> but, but that that's where I am. I'm a little I'm a little higher than you. And I was I actually just looked real quick to see if I had written down nine because that's that's kind of where I've wavered over the last week after seeing it. But I'm, I wrote down eight and a half, so I'll stay with that. Sure. Because part of what I feel that was a detriment to it was a lot of what you just said. There, there's an actually strange and tangible thing that happens during the film that I can't point a finger to, except the, the kind of feeling that a scene does. It, it feels not, not, <clears throat> not bad and not misplaced, but just not on target. You know, I'll, I'll leave a scene that is so exciting and so fun because of the characters and the dialogue and the situation, and it's all working. And then the next scene, it's not bad but it's not consistent 
and it kind of does a couple more scenes like that, and then it hits another scene that I love, and, right. I, and I've been talking. There are there are maybe six or seven different scenes that I've been constantly talking to people, either right. that have seen the film or that haven't seen the film, that I keep referring to that just they've stayed with me since I've seen it, and I thought, what a great time, what a really fun movie, and it works when it's working on every single cylinder to push that into nine, nine and a half territory. Right. But there's just something there. Like for me, the scenes with Catherine, who's uh, one of the three main characters, but probably the main character and, and her falling in love with the, the replacement guy, that stuff though, probably, and quite certainly historically accurate, wasn't interesting to me at all. And it didn't, it didn't convey any strength or vulnerability that that character needed to tell the story that I was watching. Right. I get it. It's interesting if you're reading a 400-page book, but when you trim it to a two-hour right. movie, scenes like that, though I just said I probably couldn't point to a scene, but the, those are sprinkled out throughout the film. Those felt very strange to me. It, it kind of broke a narrative strength that it they, seemed to be having. There, there are things And where, they're all good in those scenes, though. That, like, it's not a bad scene. It's right. just, it's got to be an outtake. Those can't be in it, the film. It's, it's still good, but there is a lot going on. And it's interesting to stick this movie with Patriot's Day yeah. uh, at the same time. Because I feel a lot of the same thing about Patriot's Day. And I feel a lot of the same thing uh, about Peter Berg as a director as a, yeah. in general. But there was a lot of this movie that it felt like there's somebody in the background going, you have to put this in, mm-hmm. like, because it really happened. It was right. almost like, you know, there's something in the contract of being allowed to tell the story Yeah, that somebody said, you have to include this, right. you have to include this. And then they gave somebody a script, but didn't tell them those things. Yeah. Right. So they wrote the whole script and then afterwards somebody said, okay, now sprinkle fi- this in. find a place to stick right. this in, right. find a place to stick this in. Yeah. And you just have this stuff where you're kind of sitting there going, I'm watching this because apparently it's exactly what really yeah. happened. And we are determined to tell exactly that story. Yeah. And like you said, it's not bad. You don't watch it's it. Never bad. You don't watch you know? it and think yeah. this is awful now. Yeah. And it's horrible weirdly like you said it's out of place it's like it just got stuck in yeah. after the fact and and that just you know breaks up your story it and, just the the whole story feels so good and solid when it works and for me the first yeah i don't actually remember the first time it hit but i know it's more than 30 minutes in for me because i was watching maybe part of the problem is that it covers so much familiar ground you know not just because it's a a feminist story or a racist story or you know nasa having problems again like we've seen a lot of films right, like we've this. seen it, you could so, take you'd take this movie apart to 10 different things sure. and we've seen a lot of movie of all of those things i don't need to see uh, another white secretary who's putting down the black personnel in in a sort of soft backhanded racist way proclaiming she doesn't have any problem with you people right, you know right. and that Kristen Dunst isn't bad in this movie, but that character I've seen ad nauseum through film and she doesn't do anything new or different. So it felt just kind of like a speed bump. Like I, we got to go, we got to put this in. You have to have like what you said, you got to put it in. But when it works, when it's really working. And I, I mean, I loved, forget that she's as a kid walking, you know, and just kind of doing these establishing shots, just the classroom scene 40 seconds in. And I'm like, 
well, wait a minute. If it's like <laughs> right. this, and it stayed like that for a while, even with some of the thematically patronizing things, potentially where, you know, you have this white male establishment, uh, NASA office, and Kevin Costner is acceleratedly changing his social views on right, who right. can work and who right. cannot come in. There are times where, uh, you know, Catherine's like, I need to be in this office. And there's like a big pushback because she's just, she's a woman and she's a black woman and she's not even a permanent fixture in this office. Right. And he swoops in. He's like, tell me why she can't. And I'm like, I get it. And that's great that right. you feel that way, but you wouldn't feel that way right. in an hour. You, right. It right. takes 10 years to get to that point. Right. But still, or all that aside, or so like, much fun. Like you said, he's clearly on this like accelerated path yeah. of acceptance of different <laughs> views of the world. If we, if, if we had a little bit more telling us that he's doing it right. instead, yeah. instead right. of just suddenly he's doing it, you know, if we get a little bit more of him going, look, I have this problem. I don't care if you bring a monkey in here that can solve right. my problem. Get it. Yeah. Do it. Bring <laughs> right. it in. Right. If we just got a little bit yeah. more of that and, kind and, of a, a, you know, just a, a look sideways at him yeah. or something. And I do understand he, he's in that fishbowl tank and he really just doesn't care except fix the problem. Right. And she right. certainly steps forward through established events and shows that she can fix the problem. So he is endeared to her despite you know, the whole problem of race and society and these implications. And thank God he's the boss. Cause he's just like, she's coming in. Right. You know, and it's just, it works, but it's still a little like, okay, fast track this because we need the sympathetic, you know, right. progressive guy who's on, you know, sure. It, it's one of those things for me as he's I, really great. As I frequently say, he is really good in this and you know, everyone is really good in this. They're all great. Um, yeah. But this is one of those things where I keep saying when we have, movies like this you know there are certain parts like if that's how it really was change it right and if that's not how it really was what the hell are you doing <laughs> right and this is one of those where i i think it's like that's not how it really was right because it just can't have been right it's it just <laughs> yeah it, it didn't happen in 20 minutes right. It, right it like in this movie right but we had to change it to make it fit in the movie yeah uh, we had to adjust reality a little bit yeah. to get through a movie's narrative in time and i'm like eh, maybe that's not how you change it exactly right. to right. to make it feel a little better well but. The, the film on paper should be about how these women assist nasa in doing something very difficult and in fact what it is it's about their personal uh, victories over a lot of obstinate and obstacle stuff. Like one of my favorite scenes in the film, which I think probably shouldn't even be in the film is when uh, I think I say her name wrong anyway, but Janelle Monet, yeah, her character goes before the judge to get permission to take night classes. This is all about this person's individual accomplishment. Cause it doesn't really do anything for NASA except later when they're seeing the end credits and it's like, these are the accomplishments right, all these women right. did, but her whole attack on his thinking of being first I loved that scene. I actually watched it like two or three times. I was just laughing through it. Right. I think it's great, but narratively it's an add on. Right. Like there's, it's, it's really just there to say like, this is what happens when she's not around the main character. Right. Okay. There's, but right. there's a lot of the, the, there's a lot of, that's just like another part. Yeah. Like I said, it's like somebody has, you know, the ability to tell you what you're going to do or, you know, it's it, still some kind of, whoever's in charge of something yeah. was like, 
I want this to be in there. Right. And I had so a blast, now it is, I had yeah. a blast with it. As soon as I saw it, I started I started thinking of all the people I wanted. I started to, signing to up for math class. Right. I'm like, I'm going. No one's gonna stop right. me. You know, and I and I just uh I I would easily recommend this amongst many that are out there. Right. I'd say go see this first and then watch whatever you want after. Because it's really, really fun. Even though it is, and you know, the weird thing about the movie too, like you were saying, it's, it's not that huge a marketing push, right? And, but even amongst the marketing push that there is, there's nothing about the trailer of this movie that makes it seem fun at all. It doesn't. And and I, and I'm watching people that are facing real struggle, you know, and historically established things like this isn't just like Luke has to go to Tashi station to get some power converter problems. I mean, these are things that are still echoing in today and, and it's, it's fun. Like right. fun. I had a blast watching the movie and it's not, you know, sad and tear jerky kind of way, but it's just like, you feel in a way, uh, you know, a little vindicated when they get their successes because right. you feel like as silly as it sounds, <clears throat> you've suffered along with them a little because you can identify with so much of what they're putting forward. And I think that that kind of transition is actually what makes the film enjoyable in a way you can easily step in and be like, yeah, that sucks. Right. I can understand why. And it does a good job too. And here's another mm-hmm. one. You at least rated it higher than me, but yeah. And you know, it's funny cause I, like I, I still, I give yeah, it, you said seven and a half, seven and a half. And yet I'm only saying awesome things <laughs> about it most yeah. of the time, but seven and a half is not the same as giving it like a four no, and then saying all. lots of good things about right. it. Which we do, but but the other uh, thing that's really interesting about it, and I think is weird, and goes back to the Imitation Game. These are this and the Imitation Game. These are two movies, right, where you take these people's lives, right, and and just start looking at what they actually do, yeah, uh, as their life, as their job, as the ins and outs of their day, right. (laughs) And no one has a more boring life. I mean, they, <laughs> right. it's all just they're totally boring, you know, yeah, right? right? They just yeah. do math That's all day long. The, yeah. In the imitation game, right, the guy, <laughs> the guy in the imitation game, uh, uh, Alan Turing, yeah. it, he's the most boring guy really. in what he does. Yeah. If you write a story <laughs> about what he actually managed to accomplish, right? right it sounds interesting. Yeah. Right. But what he does day to day is as boring as it can yeah, be. And everything that. that he does in the, in the movie, when he builds this right, the, prototype computer yeah. uh, that has to take up a airplane hangar and is this giant clacking this thing. Makes me want to watch it again. It's so boring. It is. And yet you watch these movies and you can watch it. Yeah. They, they manage to make it, basically by not showing you anything they do. Right. 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 <laughs> like in the imitation game, uh, in the, in the time span of the imitation game, right. If you have like a week and we see like a week of time, yeah. right. You know, six complete days of that week were actually just <sighs> him sitting at a table writing right. math problems, fig- trying yeah. to figure out codes or whatever could not be more boring of an existence and yet they make it into a movie that you can watch and and this one too uh, same thing yeah they make math yeah seem interesting not that math is not interesting they make math i I like math no i know you're not a hater of math no i i i'm all into math yeah (laughs) right but this movie 
it, you know, makes it seem like you could open an amusement park dedicated right, yeah, to sure, math. It's sure. like math is fun and you yeah. can watch a movie about it yep. as opposed to, you know, what people might right. think, right? The It's strange. I just look to see, because I, I mean, part of what I like about the film so much is the actual direction of it. Even when in places I feel like it's, like you've already said, it's sprinkled with weird stuff that didn't need to be there. I didn't know the guy that did it. Theodore Melfi did St. Vincent, which is a yeah, film I yeah. didn't like very much. No, I didn't either. And, it was and okay. That, you know, and so yeah. it's, it was interesting. If now I got one I'm not so wild about and one I'm really wild about, you know, yeah. I can't, I'm looking forward to his next one. But yeah, that, that is, yeah this is one we both say go see. Okay. Uh, so Patriot's Day. This should be interesting. Uh, that's interesting yeah, already. This should be interesting. In itself. All right, you, you go first for Patriot's Day then. Patriots Day. Uh, I'll throw you under the bus. No, that's you fine. Say it's interesting. I have. Uh, this is like when. Well, forget it. I'm just gonna say seven and a half, and okay. that I had really fun time watching that didn't necessarily seem interesting to me. I like Peter Berg as a director. Right. I don't really. I like Peter Berg as a director the way I like, like a Big Mac as dinner. <laughs> and, and, and that sounds maybe insulting in a way. You like, when, you like him in I the like way it, that you like Chris Columbus. I like it. I like him in the way I like Chris Columbus. When I want a certain type of film, he is reliably going to deliver exactly that thing. Right. And he's not going to sprinkle extra stuff on it. It's right. not going to be better than, I'm not right. going to get additional things. I'm going to get exactly that. I'm going to get a number two. Right. Regular fries, just give me my like that. It's it's like when you go to a new restaurant and you don't know anything about it, right. and you order a hamburger, right? Right. You I might what you, you might get anything. I might get a little French burger, right. or I might get like these lumberjack things that I need right. three friends to get. I had a lot of fun watching it, which surprised me in a way because it feels very um, direct to video, late kind of night. USA airing thing right. like it, it's not necessarily super grisly or gory there's there's some foul language but this is Boston you know you're going to hear a lot of f-bombs but I, I loved watching the whole cast and I was surprised at seeing Kevin Bacon you know I knew Mark Wahlberg was in it you know just all these people that were in it I had fun watching every single bit of it and it's one of these weird ones where when it reaches the the near climax and I, I know everything that happened cause it's, you know, based on true stories. Right. Um, I still found the, the process of getting there to be just like, I watched this at the perfect moment when my interest was so unprepared to be critical. And right. I found it to be, even though I'm rating it seven and a half, right. like you gave, you, it, you gave it, you had really had low expectations. Fun. I had more fun with and it. And that helped you. I had more fun with it, but I still feel like there are some, there are some drawbacks to it that keep it from being like the greatest film I've ever seen. Right. Part of like a star, or maybe a half star is just enjoying the hell out of it when I didn't think I would much at all. Right. I genuinely thought. I'm going to give this like a four and a half. Maybe this is going to be pretty average. It's going to have really good moments. And then it's going to have really crappy, stupid things. I, I had a, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, okay. Cause I think I, right, so now I've got you down with a number. So let's see. Well, now it, it kind of sucks that you went first. Well, you're the one that's directed now. that. Right. But I actually like, we don't even need to talk about the movie now. I actually had, basically the same exact experience right <laughs> okay i gave it a six and a half though 
Oh, but okay. That's I was I was like pretty close to seven. That's funny. You know, at oh, one point. Man. But I basically had the same experience because I feel like this is a movie where I got like three quarters of the way through the movie. And I was like, I wish I could start every movie thinking I was going to hate it. Exactly. And then wind <laughs> up feeling about an hour and 10 minutes in because like, this is, this is good. I'm because I'm watching the movie and I was like going, mm-hmm. you know, th- nothing is wowing me about this. Not movie, a thing. Right. Not, not a thing. There's nothing about this movie that I'm going, man, I am going to like think about this for weeks. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, you know, just super invested now. And I'm really interested in everything that's happening. Yeah. But it was so good compared to what I thought it was going to be, but the problems are still all there when I have to think about it. And, you know, for me, like you said, you like Peter Berg and I really don't like Peter Berg. I don't like Peter Berg. I like Peter Berg as an actor. I don't really like him as a director for the same reason that I don't really like Chris Columbus as a director. No, no you hate because, Chris Columbus. Because I don't want like average in, average out movies. I, I don't. Sometimes that's all I, I want. don't want the yeah. theory of what you're trying to do mm-hmm. to be uh, get us someone who probably won't screw it up too bad. Right. <laughs> I don't like that as a movie making theory, right? Oh, Chris, doesn't Chris give Columbus. Me, like, yeah. There you go. Um, right. But for me, the pro- the problems with the movie felt very Peter Berge. Yeah. <laughs> All the problems that I had because I there was a lot of like battleship coming through in yeah. this movie for me. Yeah, and I really don't want any battleship in my Patriots Day, right? And for me, the problem was there was a lot of this movie that I felt like it was made for people. It's like a lot of TV. A lot of there's obviously way too much TV, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of TV that you watch that the purpose of it is really to not to have to pay too much attention right. to it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. For it to yeah. be the thing that you're sure. watching while you're also on your phone or, yeah. you know, whatever, like you don't, you don't look up from your phone every five minutes and go, shit, I have to watch that again because right. I missed a bunch of stuff. Right. Right. And I'm like, there's something about that. That's just wrong, yeah. especially in this movie. But yeah. there was a lot of what was happening that, felt that way to me it just felt like what we're trying to do is not make anything awesome what we're trying to do is make something that's like really really average but like fun yeah and look we nailed it right right (laughs) and i'm like but wait you don't get a lot of brownie points for that right sometimes but it still it was it was a lot of fun i was really surprised especially the first half hour yeah I was like, what the hell happened like, here? You, yeah. I, I'm, I could not be less interested I, I in, agree. in watching the story, in watching this story, watching but Mark Wahlberg. I know the story. Break, I know, know the story yeah. just fine. Yeah. I don't need Mark Wahlberg to yeah. run me through it again. Yeah. And there's some part of me that really just hates these movies. Anyway, I, I just, I just hate the fact that we're making this movie so that we can watch this happen again. Yeah. I'm like, somehow the wrong person is winning something just by the fact that we're making this movie in the first place. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. So I'm like, I'm just, you're I'm a totally, witness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm opposed to the theory in a way, <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, like I said, the first 20 or 30 minutes, I was like, damn it. Yeah. Like now right. I have to like this right. and it wins you over. And it really does. Like, and Mark, averageness, Mark but Wahlberg is crazy fun to watch he is i don't know that i would say you know he's 
it, this is like a snub that he didn't no, get nominated for best actor, right? Right. But he's really weirdly good in this. Yeah. He's he, it's not even so much that he's good. Right. Uh, I mean, he is, but okay. it's it's not really like a goodness thing. It's just that you just want to be there. Yeah. It's like he yep. ma- he makes you somehow not even want to watch the movie, but like be on set right there. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just makes you want to watch. Yeah. Whatever he's doing, he's really good. It's like if you could just bottle that mm-hmm. charisma or whatever he's got going on, yeah. and and he's like that in general. He is. But in this movie, it's that's just, his career. It's just like that, I mean, wow. That's what that's is, his whole what thing. is that? Yeah. But everyone is good in this too. They're Every, all there's. Like, there's and no one in this up. movie. J.K. Simmons is in it. Right. You know, and like he, I said, Kevin Bacon, Michelle Monaghan. Uh, and, you know, the, the weird thing yeah. is this is a movie that is basically tailor-made as a theory to have at least a couple people in it not be any good. Right. That's just how these sure. movies work. There right. are a couple couple people in the movie that you're going to go, eh, yeah. wish they weren't in it. Yeah. or that was unnecessary or they're not really, or they're not holding up to all the other people around them or something. And everyone in this is really good too. So it's weird to put these two movies together. It is. They're both, they're both real things that happen. Yeah. Uh, They're both just not quite as good as they should be. This movie could have been a better movie. Right. Uh, Yeah. I I think you could have had, um, but it's tricky too. It's like you know, saying Deadpool could have been a better movie, but then you have to mess up all the things that make it that as good, good as it right. <laughs> that make it as good as it is in yeah. order to make it any better. Yeah. So maybe that would happen here too, right? If you yeah. tried to make it better, maybe it wouldn't be as fun, or <laughs> you know, whatever. It would, even, it would get lost in in trying to be even more even serious more of itself, right? Something. And I and I feel like it. And it's not that it takes the the bombing, the marathon bombing lightly. You know, there are things that work and stand out very well with it. It's in a in a strange way, you know, historically it had to happen after the bombing, obviously. But it feels like someone who really loved Twenty Four was like, "Let's just do this." Right. It's got a weird cut, edit, jump, timestamp thing going on to it. But just when I, just when I feel like there's a moment where I'm watching the film and I'm like, "Man, that you know, that kind of is dragging it down." Get back to more of this stuff, and that's usually more of let's just see more of charming Mark Wahlberg do things. Right. He is everything you said. Then they'll sprinkle in a scene that you know is true and kind of like emotive, like after the bombing, the one guy that has to stand guard over the kid in the street, you know, and the way that he deals with that and just the look on his face is just a 20 second series of shots. Right. And just this look on his face and everyone is really upset about it. Mark Wahlberg is going to bring down Boston by brick by brick. He's so right, mad. Right. And and you get that he is an amalgamation of like probably thirty people who really did stuff, and now he's just this super cop. Right. Okay. I get that, especially later now when he's just everyone. When he and Kevin Bacon are walking through the makeshift, you know, street, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I know there's a camera here, and I know there's a camera there." Like I'm I'm watching this, and I'm like, "Okay, Rain <laughs> right. Man, like this <laughs> right, is this right. is too much." But it's still fun because he believes it, and it's working. But still, there's there was like a weird vibe when I was watching parts of it, and I'm like man, if you just stop doing this, but, but I liked it for the first half hour. Right, right. So, you know, it's just still the weird. Pretty pretty fun, it, makes me, right? it, it strangely also makes me want to see, what is it? Deepwater horizon. Right. His, Peter Berg his and Mark Wahlberg earlier in the year. That, right. And, and it's just all over the place now. And I'm thinking maybe this is the way to go this year is to just watch <laughs> right. Peter Berg stuff. But 
Yeah, he's not he's not my go to guy when I want to see an action film or a comedy. But when there's a Peter Berg film that comes out, I almost feel like I'm probably going to like that about seven. Right. So there, let's there's have a seven. Let's there's have a seven still time, a lot you know? before we uh, drag on too long about this movie. There's still a lot for me that's you know it's a little over the top, and you're it, like, e- it really, all right, whatever. Yeah. But you kind of roll with it. Yep. The rest of it is good enough that you kind of just go fine what aren't awesome or whatever yeah right? um but i will say this uh before we leave this movie the one thing that kind of stuck in the back of my mind is that there is a lot of has been a lot of uh response to this movie talking about the reality of it right especially when it comes to um and you know i don't know if you can spoil anything right but the so. the woman who is not cooperating right. with the police in the movie yeah and apparently, because I'm not going to go find out the truth, right? right. But apparently, that's not very historically accurate. Right. Uh, her level of uh, cooperation, being cooperative yeah. with the police is apparently not shown in the movie in a way that's actually historically accurate. Right. And I don't love knowing that, yeah, right? right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's, right. It's, it's a little... It's, it leaves a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth to watch the movie and then go, well, but wait, yeah. why, why are we doing that then? Yeah, if right. that's because <laughs> so much of it does follow at least within the acceptable birth of, right. You know? Yeah. All right. So go see that. And now uh, we're going to, yeah. Strangely, I thought we're, you were, we're really going to, we're going to really jump around. Um, you know, there was I a really lot, had you at like there, four. There was a lot of it that, you know, that for me is a movie where, what it's doing well, you know, just coincides with the things that would normally <laughs> right. irritate me yeah, in the right. right way or whatever. Does and like enough. I like I said, I had no hopes for this movie going into I it. I didn't either. I thought I was going to hate it. I did. And you know, you have low enough expectations, and, and, and you get anything that's fifteen minutes, man. Right, when, right. I, when I started to watch it, I went, "Man, I got a long time to bitch about this." <laughs> right. And then was pleasantly surprised. And then no. So, so, uh, okay, we're going to try and go uh, back and go through stuff quickly, but we got to hit passengers, I think, at yeah. least a little bit. Um, yeah. And that's a, that's a hope, weird one. And hopefully not take forever to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember now. I think I, I've got it down. I gave it nine? Close. You gave it eight and a half. Okay. Uh, I knew it was like eight and a half or yeah, nine, and right. I, was, I was like going back and forth. I can't remember exactly, but – there is stuff that uh, is not great about it, but overall, man, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing for me about this movie still is all of the people who hate it and all of the all of the Strongly. trash talk mm-hmm. that hate it. that is coming out of this movie. Yeah, and not only uh, oddly oddly enough, not only about just one thing, right? Not yeah, only about just li- one part. Yeah. yeah, there's the main part. And uh, I think everything is pretty well given away in this movie that Chris, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence are both people on this ship that is taking like a 110 year uh, journey to a new planet so that they can populate it. Right. So there's like 5,000 people and, um, it's basically like there's like a hundred crew or a couple hundred crew or something like that, uh, which seem 
irrelevant mostly because everything happens automatically and yeah. they're only going to be awake for like a few months before they get there or whatever. Right. But anyway, these 5,000 people are taking this trip to a new planet from earth and uh, something malfunctions and Chris Pratt gets woken up 90 years too early. And after spending a year ish, yeah, uh, somewhere around a year all by himself, on the ship, he breaks down and wakes up Jennifer Lawrence. And then a lot of the movie, you know, kind of goes along for a little while there where, you know, no one knows. And right. they're just now they're just both stuck. And and so, first of all, people hate that. Yeah. And people are uh, saying really negative things yeah. about the fact that he wakes her up at all. And right. the fact that it's sort of OK and the fact that the movie presents it as being sort of an okay thing to do. Yeah. And then also um, with a lot of stuff that happens at the end, um, her ultimate decisions and her reactions and all this stuff. Now everyone, uh, a lot of people hate that too. And uh, as we talked about before, when we reviewed this and it didn't work, right. Um, which was a great show. Those are just the most bullshit responses to this movie. Truly. <laughs> that really. I that I have seen in a long time. Well, actually. most of that I agree with. There's a part I don't, but yeah. Um that it's all bullshit or yeah, what do you mean? Because I, I have I have a big problem with the end. I, I think people who gripe about the end, uh, I'm I'm kinda on their side about that. But, you know, maybe for different reasons. Because I, I stopped looking at the weird anti reviews of the film. Because they were like what you've just said. They were really weird, nitpicky, strange, yeah. bullshit things to have. Well, so but, the so the end though, I mean, I don't I don't know what you mean exactly, no. but the end of the movie, there are a couple of things, there are a couple of different ways that could have gone, right? And they could have made different decisions. Yeah. And I I don't like the end either. Yeah. Because I wanted them to do something different and it seems like right. they would have and it right. seems like they should have yep. and it seems like they could have they very should, easily right. yeah. but not because of something where the movie is making some misogynistic statement right. not at all. about how men treat women nope. or, or anything like that that I agree just, 100% with yeah. just because I don't like that that's right. how they ended it right. um, especially when you're in a sci-fi thing like this and you build a way that the world is yeah and you have these people, and then I suddenly go, I don't know that that decision makes sense, right? right? Then that's weird. That's awkward, right? yeah. I don't, for me, it doesn't ruin the movie because no, no, I, yeah. I'm okay with, uh, I'm okay with the, oh, I see, okay, statement they're making at yeah. the end, right? Of, you know, the idea being like what it means to have a life, right? And all the things, right? And, and the ending of the movie, I can see clearly wants it to end in the way that it does. Yeah. But you need to give me a better reasoning Reason behind get, yeah. it. You need to give me some, you need to change the world so that it makes more sense that that's what they decide right. to do, right. as opposed to just making it to the planet. Right. And, and, right. and then having this thing. Yeah. When I jumped in, I, I should have let you finish because what you were doing was laying down groundwork, I believe as well, which is people who are taking a shit on the film, use the ending as a justification for giving it like a three. Not right. at all. Right. I don't, I don't hate it that bad. It's really just, and, I, and I found the thing it for me is weird. I have not seen uh, a movie in a long time have so many really negative ratings 
Yeah. All of which seem basically to be based on not, not needing to see the film. Yeah. Right. It's been a while. It's really just, um, so I read that this is basically your premise. Mm -hmm. I give you a two or a one or whatever while I'm sitting there, because I think that that premise, that summary of what Mm -hmm. happens in the movie I've decided that's like a misogynistic right. view yeah, yeah. and men are allowed to, you know, basically kill women right. <laughs> if I see to, a film. to serve their purposes or something like that. But just because that's a summary of what happens in the movie does not mean that that's what happens in the right. movie right. because that is not what happens in the movie no, at no. all. Not at all. And if you actually go through and watch the movie – Man, he is like not that that guy. That at all. guy, no, <laughs> not even after a year of solitude or however long it was. It was at least right. a year, right? You know? And and he reminds you there are times when in her anger, and she's rightly angered because he's jeopardized her life, and she says, you know, all these things. And he is sometimes calm, then sometimes he's emotional. And you see his emotion isn't necessarily rage. It's like this weird hollow sadness where he's like, I had all the time to think about it. I spent a year right, on my right. own. And people think, well, you know, I, I spend an hour alone. That would, you know, a year would be great. The kids wouldn't scream. My husband <laughs> right, or my wife, right. you know, that's a long, we talked about this. That's an incredibly long time to be alone. Right. Like, not like, oh, I'll see my friends in a week. Like you, you're alone. Like that's damaging. That's why people don't like solitary confinement like people aren't necessarily structured to be right that's alone. why that's why there are you know rules about how, right. this, how long this you can I, be alone this like, is what i keep telling people when talking about the movie right yeah. there are rules about how long you can put someone in solitary confinement for a reason right and people don't do well with that amount of time right and it's not a year it's not a it, you know it's yeah. like three it's, days it's, it's, you know, it's like days. a week yeah, or something. Like something yeah I, you know, I had so much fun watching the film, partially because I was curious about it and it doesn't make any big mistakes for a long time. And I thought he was great and I thought she was great. And I believed both of their separate motivations for getting on the ship. I believed his motivations for waking her up within the ship. Right. I, I swallowed everything. It was, it started to get a little rocky for me when, um, when the ship started falling apart a little bit and Larry Fishburne shows up. And as like the captain, he, right, sh- right. he should have known intrinsically not how to fix everything because, you know, diagnostics and future space tech, whatever. But the solution that we get later, he should have been able to hint or allude to, or he should have known more about these pods, which are very important to the story right. later. And he's clueless beyond measure about, and, and there's an argument there for being like, look, I, I don't know if you'd know where all the salt and pepper is either. It's his ship, but right. he might not be able to, you right. know, I get that. But the pods are different, and the number of pods that they have to handle the number of people on there, I get it. It's kind of Titanic-ish. Right, you know, there's right. only 100 lifeboats. You know, <laughs> right. th- I see it, but like what you said initially, I-, I love the idea of the story, and it's kind of clear to me that they knew how they wanted it to end, and then there was some, we'll fill it in closer as we get there. But I don't necessarily care, because he's great, she's great, the story's interesting. It's not new but it's done really well. The environment is interesting. And um, the guy, and I'm blanking on the guy who was the bartender. He's, he's really great. And even, oh, when he's, right, right. even when he's the catalyst to put things negatively in the film, he's believably that way. Right. 
And I just thought the performances were so solid. And I wound up caring about them and thinking like, how are they going to get out of this? Like, this is a jam. Maybe this is a film where Where they're going to end and they're going to be like these, you know, that those skeletons that are holding each other when they dust them (laughs) up. Like this is going to be an amazing thing. And then they're all going to wake up and be like, we have no idea. We'll have to read their diaries. Like what happened? I was on board for that film. Right. And when it changed and it didn't become it, I wasn't upset because it didn't become the film. I wanted it to be, I was a little bummed that it became the film. It felt it had to be right. And it paints itself into a couple corners, but damn, there are solutions in those corners. I still think it's great. I still think it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. And, and, and it's interesting, too, because you're going through this movie, and that's one of the things that is so cool about it is that you don't know. Yeah. But one, one of the problems I had, too, is uh, there's a lot of stuff that the movie talks about that for some reason it feels like it needs to, that it ends up never needing to, right. and is just weirdly distracting. Yeah. Like every time they talk about the excuse for the trip, yeah. And this company that apparently you're going to move to this new planet and the company gets like 20%, 20%. of everything that you make. Yeah. And that's how the company, you know, justifies putting up all this money to send a spaceship to another planet because it's going to get 20% of everything the colony like ever makes. Right. None of that makes sense. No. That doesn't make like a lick of sense. It takes yeah. you 120 years to get there. Yeah. What are you going to send them? Right. Money? I right. mean, food? Right. You're going to mine the planet and and send it back on a 120 year journey to get back to Earth? To, right. But I mean, you're that. It's all so crazy. You yeah. either you either have to really build me an explanation <laughs> of that. Show me the Earth they came from. Right. And that, how that can make any sense? Yeah. Or just don't talk about it. We don't right. need it. Right. That there's nothing about. There's nothing that happens in the movie that you need these explanations. Yeah. About how Chris Pratt is going to blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, you don't need that. Nothing happens later where you go, oh, it's a good thing I knew about the 20% rule right. or something like it's It's just so weird and distracting. Yeah. But there's so much of the movie that it wants to get the ending that it has. Yeah. And I understand wanting to get the ending that you have. Yeah. It's really kind of a cool ending. It is. If you take it up from exactly what you had to watch to get to the ending. Yeah. It's a pretty cool ending, right? But we just need a little bit more of a solid structure of getting there, yeah. especially like like you said, the stuff that happens at the end. Yeah. And and I think we need a little bit more explanation than, um, you know, sometimes it's weird in sci-fi because sometimes I want you to just pretend like flugelbinders are a, you know, Our regular thing. part of your world right. and not act like you have to explain it to me. Yeah. Or whatever, because people in that world wouldn't walk around defining what it is all the time, right? right. It's just there, that, right? Yeah. You don't walk around all day long telling everyone what your iPhone is, right? right? It's just there are yeah. iPhones, right? I'm going to today, though. That's awesome. <laughs> you see this? You know what I can do with this? So, so That's it, awesome. That's a great idea. It, in that respect, yeah. right, I like that they do a lot of what they do, yeah, me too. right? But on the other hand, when the captain doesn't just wake up everybody else Mm -hmm. and go, I want all hands on deck figuring out how we're all not going to die. Yeah. I want a better explanation of why he doesn't do that. Right. right. I want it to make some sense. And then when we get to, you know, uh, as you were saying, like the ultimate decisions at the end that do things. I want it to seem like we're thinking about everything. Right. Before suddenly we're just, well, 
at changing our lives. And you said that earlier whatever, too. Right? Chris Pratt isn't just some guy. He's not some like you know construction worker. No offense to the construction workers, but he's right. he's an engineer, and he's shown a proclivity of fixing a lot of things while everyone else is sleeping. And and what I love is that the attention to detail is there. Like, why can't he have more than just like grits for breakfast? Well, he didn't pay for it. Right. And, right. and there was a certain amount of technology. He just can't override it because he's not every guy right. who's ever been able to he's solve not, every problem. He's not in the a world. computer hacker. He's just an engineer. Like, <laughs> right. he can fix the machine if it breaks, but he can't hack it. You know. Right. And I like the limitations because it's it establishes. And I believe he would have experienced, you know, exploring every inch of that place that he could have been allowed to get into. He would have seen like the pods and, you know, but eventually this guy who you purport throughout the whole film to be able to do certain things, he should have found different answers. And like what you alluded to earlier, I just want him to try the things I would have thought of. And I don't live in that future. I don't know all those things yet, but I would have tried a couple of these things that he just is like, no, no time. Let's just do this. Right. I'm like, that's because you want this ending. But you gotta you gotta pay for it a bit. You gotta earn that. Right. And they they try to cheat a little bit of it. So, but, but man, still. it's really fun. Man, right. it's really thoughtful. It's it's an exciting, fun sci-fi film that, in a lot of ways, I thought the trailer, and I think you get the mil, the movie that the trailer shows. I thought the trailer made it look a little schmaltzy and dumber than it actually is. Right. It's, it's kind of an entertaining and over, overly actiony. Yeah, and it doesn't, and it's not. It's more character you know it's more like kind of the shining like we're stuck in this house right what are we going to do for nine months you know that kind of thing you know it's great and it asks a lot of interesting questions you know how long would you take before you woke somebody up i don't know that i would take a year right i might have figured know, that out six months in you know that's there's the thing. all these we've, things we've, that we've, I we've already gone like you know over our time um and so we're probably not going to get to anything else right. but that is one of the things that i think is so odd about all this backlash that the movie has yeah. right and and i and basically what happens is after somewhere around a year he gets to the point where he's it, it seems like he's tried to kill himself more than once right 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 because he has no out yeah he is just staring at dying of old age yeah. on this ship right and what i think is interesting with all this kind of bizarre backlash where like i said i I, it just makes me feel like you didn't see the movie unless you have a better story than just saying that right the question is not really are you gonna wake somebody up (laughs) if you figure out how to do it yeah the question is when are you gonna wake somebody up or are you just gonna sit there and kill yourself and there and there are people giving lots of you know negative comment to this movie uh, talking about how this is some display of men treating women as right. though they're uh, property or not worth as much as yeah. them, and I can kill them and wake them up because right. it'll make me feel better right. and I won't be alone or whatever. You know, those people are just have no idea how to imagine a situation they're not actually in. Yeah. I mean, there is no way that you would. You, I mean, everyone's saying, well, I would just never wake anyone up. Bullshit. <laughs> well, I wake everybody up. You better, hope, you better hope I'm not the guy because I'm, I'm waking everybody up until we find the guy who knows how to open that door. Right, like, right. You, you guarantee it. I get that. I get sometimes the square peg round hole thing where you're trying to overlay this metaphor because that's the way you see the world. I actually, uh, I see that. I right. see that in there, but that's not the driving force of why I gave it an eight because I'm a misogynist or right. why I would give it a three because I think, you know, you got to treat women better in movies. I think that's a great story. It's very thoughtful. And I defy people 
that are like, I would it, never wake anybody it, up it to just, hell with you. It just makes it you just know. doesn't make any sense anyway, because if you take this movie and make it a woman who wakes up first and she right. wakes up a man, there's nothing different about the movie. Not at all. There's nothing different that happens yeah. in the movie. There it's not saying anything different. And I mean, what's the what's the argument like that yeah. if we if we move we couldn't have that movie because no woman would ever wake up a man? I mean, what's the theory behind it? I get woken it, up right? every day, you know. Yeah. Anyway. No, I, I agree with you. I think I think if you've got a complaint about the film, I see there are I see there are places you might have that complaint, but not there. Right. Like you don't get that not, as the whole flag waving comparison. To whatever you see socially going on, that that's not the film yeah, I'm watching. You, you don't just get to say, "I heard this is the premise, and right. therefore this they're, is a really bad not, movie." Right. Right. And I guess you're right. I'm looking at a few of the reviews; they're trashing it. Yeah, you know, they're not even seeing anything good or worthwhile in it. So, right, I don't, I don't get that. I don't know what and, movie they're seeing. And everything else in it uh, is so interestingly put forward. Yeah, uh, when they. When they wake up, when when he wakes her up, his struggle with waking her up, yeah. his struggle with having to not tell her, yeah, right. Even as really they're kind of getting to know each he's other, he's a good and guy, and he he wrestles with that, yeah. right? And, and he has to confide in and Michael it, Sheen, and it keeps so. going on and on, yeah, right, and, yeah. And all of it is so fun. It's and, thoughtful, I thought, and too. with yeah. just them. Yeah. you know, to work off of. Yep. They, they don't have any other actors. They don't yeah, have any other right. the people. And thankfully, the chemistry works with them because if it had been forced chemistry, that would have been apparent and that would have hurt the film. Right. Like, right. I, you know, they, they got along. Right. And even, uh, I mean, we'll get out of here in just a second, yeah. but even the parts where she first wakes up, she's obviously freaking out. Right. She starts doing all the things that he's already yeah, done. Great. And like his reaction is, um, you know, so real. And yet, you know, he's not just going, look stupid. Right. <laughs> yeah. I obviously have been here for a year. Right. But he has to go through all these, you know, kind of the motions of your yeah. first month. Yeah. Right. With her and right. just like, let her do it yeah. and, and say, yeah, tried that. Yeah. And, and she's like, well, we can't give up. And he's like, yeah, but see, it's not that I'm giving up. It's right. just that I did it all already. Right, right. I've been there. Right. Yeah. It's got a kind of weird Groundhog Day thing to it in his reactions. Right. It's just like, you knock yourself out. You let right. me know if you get through. Right. Because I, I did it for about two months before I saw you. So. Right. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, we got lots of other movies to cover that we're not going to get to. So we will, uh, I yeah. think next week, we're going to hopefully have a best of the year, our best of the year show. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. If we do, what we're going to do is we're going to also probably have like 10 movies that we just give <laughs> give ratings to that we're going to have like three minutes a movie or something. And we're just gonna, we're right. just going to have to run through all these movies because otherwise we're just going to get backed up and never get to them. Because we also have to do at least the founder and probably split oh, right. yeah, next right. week as the regular movies plus our best of the year list. Man, I don't know if we So there's no way we're gonna really cover these movies, but but now we're at the point where we'll just get further and further behind all the time. Well that you know we can't cover every movie. So we're just gonna I I think I'm gonna make like a list of movies that we're just gonna have like two minutes per movie or three minutes per movie. We can do we can do some a minute and just be like, what do you think? Boom. Right. All right. Fences. Yeah. You have one minute. D (laughs) (laughs) there. Next. Anyway, uh, all right. Sorry. So we, so we'll just leave leave it there for you. Know you got a D too. Yeah, you hated it. <laughs> the worst movie ever. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so next week, Split and the Founder and yeah. Best of the Year, and then cool. probably lots of other stuff. 
Um, thanks so much for tuning in. We will be back next week, like we said. Uh, please, please share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Thanks. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.